And you are listening to the Fans of Wrestling Show here on the FOW Radio Network. This is FOW Live. I am Patrick with me, Danny Danger, and Eric uh, Mikavillas continues to be on assignment as, as only she knows how. Uh, fellas, I, I thought we were done with this for the year. Uh, well, before I even get to it, some good news first. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Doing good. You know, it's, uh, yeah, before we get into topics, doing good this week. Uh, I'm okay, I guess. I'm watching game three of the uh, NHL playoffs, uh, and we're going into overtime for the second game in a row. So, uh, uh, okay. If, if the Mighty Ducks are not on there and Emilio Estevez is not coaching the team, what's the point of watching? Because it's not about children. It's an actual game. Well, yeah, sure. Uh, uh, by the way, did I answer your question about Julio? Right? Did, did you get my answer? I got it, but it, it, okay. wasn't, it wasn't funny. I, I giggled in the inside. I mean, I mean, it, it is twenty days away. At least, at least it popped you. I guess that's the most yeah. important thing, right? Is yeah, you I mean, yourself it, with your jokes, even if they're not funny to anybody else. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's because my jokes are not funny. Period. But I literally looked at it and was like, "Oh, okay." No soul. It's all right. You do that all the time to me. <laughs> I do. I'm used to it. I do. I'm used to it. Um. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so I thought we were done with um, with releases. Uh, yeah, with spring cleaning, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, spring ain't over, so um, cleaning continues. You, yeah, I mean. It's it was very very unexpected. Although it felt kind of like okay, something was brewing, and we were waiting for something to brew. We didn't realize, uh, yeah, this is what we're gonna get. But this is what we got uh, on uh, the Wednesday, yesterday, yesterday was that yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. I think morning, it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah it yeah. felt like such a long time. <laughs> um, yesterday. Uh, they announced that they had released the following wrestlers. Braun Strowman, Alistair Black, Lana, Murphy, Ruby Riot, Santana Garrett. Um, Santana Garrett, who probably half the people, if not most, didn't realize she was still under contract. Um, she had been used by like a handful of times. Yeah, she yeah, she was, yeah, she really hadn't made many TV appearances. Yeah. Um, probably uh, before, on, I think one or two squash matches. Yeah. Now, uh, b- before I get to uh, the things, I the, 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 my surprises. I want to hear from you guys. Who are some of the people you guys were more surprised about getting released out of the six? Honestly, the whole six kind of surprised me because I didn't expect any releases, and just about every one of those people, you know, with with the exception of Garrett, and I guess Murphy hasn't been on TV much, but. Most of them were were in recent storylines. I mean, Braun was recently in the world title picture. Yep. Um, you know, Ruby Riot, 
just, you know, just the other day competed for the women's tag championships. Um, you know, and, you know, Alistair Black, after waiting for so long and so long and so long, finally made his debut. They put together, you know, venues, and he finally makes his, his debut, you know, re-debut on the roster. He attacks Big E. So we're expecting a big program with them. And then he's lost. So, you know, ultimately he goes out and he kicks Big E, and then we don't see any kind of follow-up. Um, you know, and Lana, yet again, I mean, she's been with them a long time. She's been with them a long time even after her husband was released. You know, she was in that tag turmoil match at Mania. Um, you know, she's been used off and on-ish. But, you know, I thought since they pretty much built her from nothing, I mean, they brought her in as an actress just to stand there for, you know, initially just stand there with, um, you know, her, her future husband and then began talking and then ultimately began getting in the ring. You know, they, they literally built her from just an, a total outsider. Um, you know, they let her go. I was surprised by that one too. And Murphy, yet again, he, you know, he had that little storyline where he was kind of courting Rey Mysterio's daughter and then it seems that they hadn't been on TV for quite some time, but I think he's definitely a great talent. He was, you know, outstanding as cruiserweight champion and two Oh five live. He had some great matches on raw, um, you know, teaming with Seth as well as, as well as solo, but, uh, but pretty much they, they all pretty much took me by surprise, even Santana, just because they hadn't really done much with her. So I thought that they were, you know, setting her up to, to do something bigger. Yeah, I mean, I'm shocked that they released um, the majority of those guys, but um, I think the two that stand out the most to me are uh, Alistair Black and Ruby. Um, Alistair, like you said, Alistair literally just kicked Biggie in the face, and Biggie is one of the top echelon on SmackDown. So, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry, got a tickle. Um, I was expecting a program there, um, or something. Give me one second. I'm sorry. <coughs> I'm apparently well, dying. Um, no, don't worry. Don't worry. You're good. We, we, we heard you and you're still alive. So that's, um, that's good. I tried, I don't have my normal headphones on me, so I can't mute. Um, uh. um, but yeah, I was expecting a program upcoming with Alistair and E, and I thought, you know, that was going to be fantastic because they're two great workers. Um, Ruby shocks me, but I guess I guess kind of not at the same time because they never really used her, Sarah, and Liv to their full potential. And just judging by what everybody has said on Twitter, and you know, we've seen her live. Um, before she got to WWE, she's one of the best talents that they have um, or had. She's fantastic in the ring. Her character work is always great. Um, I don't think WWE realizes what they lost with uh, Ruby. Strowman kind of shocks me a little bit, but also hearing how much he was getting paid when they're trying to do all, all this salary dump that I'm sure we're going to get to. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if we see Strowman back very soon, just under a new contract. Um, and 
you know, Murphy's entire moniker was the best kept secret. And I don't think he's going to be the best kept secret on the Indies very long because dude can freaking go and he can tear it up with pretty much everybody. So yeah, I'm kind of shocked at a lot of these. Um, Lana, I never really cared for. So, I mean, I hate to see her lose her job, but you know, um, I'm sure she'll, she'll head over with her husband and it, it won't be a long time without a job. And Santana, you know, they never really did much with her. Um, yeah. It's yeah, shocking. I mean, so, so it's, I'm, it's shocking that she wasn't released earlier uh, with how little they used her. And um, I don't think she's one of those that, that probably benefited from uh, – Exposure, not that she really needed exposure with uh, the hardcore fans, but with the, you know, uh, just the, the regular Lee fan, because she, she just wasn't there long enough to remember, but uh, but she was there. Um, I mean, she was there longer than Leva, so uh, just about anybody, I think, was there longer than Leva. Yeah, Leva never had a contract. She was just uh, appearance at a time. And then they never gave her a contract. I completely um, forgot all about blue pants until that, until I was like, Leva, why was Leva under contract? But <laughs> I, I had completely forgotten about blue pants. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's going to take me about five more years to forget about her again. It's all right. <sighs> but, but you will forget about her. So, I mean, she, she, she lost in the library. Um, I'm not sure. Probably. Um, do I don't think we're done anymore. Yeah, I think yeah. she's still the librarian, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's so, her gimmick. Yeah. So yeah, Braun shocked me um, because uh, you know just uh, like the kind of he, he's the kind of guy that, that that they really likes, and he's been a company man, and uh, he's done a lot, and he gets over now. Like, like you said, Eric, uh, you know, money. Wise, it, it makes sense, uh, and it makes sense that hey, he, he you know we could see him returned um, at a less expensive rate, possibly uh, because he's probably there's somebody who they they will definitely bring back. Um, yeah, Alistair totally came out of blue field because I thought they they are gonna give him another shot. They're gonna see what they can do with this thing. Uh, you know, I even uh, was uh, you know hearing about how Alistair was trying to go to NXT and they said, uh, let's give this a shot first. Then we can talk about going back to NXT. And, uh, you know, just when, when it looked like he was going to get a shot, boom. Um, well, he uh, confirmed that the NXT thing was a bunch of crap that never was talked about. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know where the dirt sheets got that from, yeah. but even, it came out of his mouth on his Twitch on the Twitch stream that um, there was never any lobbying for him to go back to NXT. All right. So yeah, and that, that just shows you that the, the sheets are nothing but dirty, dirty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, so you, you get you hear all you're hearing all this talk about Alistair doing this, doing that, and uh, but you know the the fact is that he was you know he got you know those those. Uh, videos aren't cheap to make, you know. You, even again, I mean, they were nicely done, and you know, it looked like they were ready to uh, 
go all in on Alistair Black and, and this new event character. And so that, that surprised me. Uh, the, the rest, I can't say, I mean, uh, I love Ruby. Uh, she's definitely one of the best. Uh, but I, I always figured that WWE was uh, one foot in, one foot out when it came to the Riot Squad. And their investment in it wasn't there. And I thought, I figured uh, it was coming sooner than later. Uh, once uh, they they released uh, um, Dobson, oh, what's her name? Yeah, Sarah. Yeah, Sarah. So, uh, so yeah, so but yeah. The, now, of course, I'm gonna ask my question from last week again, and I think I think I'm gonna get a different answer, uh, which which is gonna give us more to talk about here, but. I mean, I posted a question last week, and I posted it again now. And, of course, we all heard the rumors. But is WWE really setting them up to go on sale? Is this now the time to maximize and say, kaboom? I mean, we have over $5 billion in profits that we're going to get from TV and, and streaming rights. We've got this 10-year contract. That gives us forty plus million dollars uh, to tour in Saudi Arabia. I mean, you have WrestleMania, which is you know second to the Super Bowl at this point. And, and as you can see, we'll sell out no matter what. So, is it time for Vince to ching ching cashing? I mean, with you know, with with the recent sale, or excuse me, with the recent releases of of these talents, and all the ones they've done the last couple months, you know, the, most people in the corporate world would say that is standard fare for trying to uh, get your company ready to sell. You you know, you last week you talked about you know they are merging a lot of departments. As far as some of the technical stuff goes, um, behind the scenes stuff, they're merging departments and then letting people go because you know their some of their jobs are redundant. Um, you know they continue to release more on-screen talent as well. Um, you know a lot of these things are done to try and make the numbers look better when it's on paper to show their profits being higher. You know because they don't have as much money, you know, being spent on on uh, personnel. And then, of course, you know we hear these rumors of, of various companies that are potentially interested. You know, NBC Universal, uh, Disney. You know, Amazon was at one time supposedly a contender for this as well. Um, it certainly appears that they might be prepping for a sale. Uh, and you know, after the releases yesterday, I expected we'd hear more news today, either about more releases or interest in a sale or something, but. You know, I'm pretty sure they're going to be keeping as much information uh, hidden as they can until until something's official. Uh, you know, but I do think they're prepping it, and they're probably going to try and pit some of these buyers against each other to increase the bid um, so they can maximize their value. Yeah, um, 
you know, I, I, I said last week, I don't think that they would make a, make a sell unless somebody, you know, gave them a, like an offer that they legitimately couldn't refuse uh, a grandiose offer, ridiculous offer. Um, but with the recent releases, looking at it, looking at everything happening from a corporate standpoint with, with the mergers and the talent releases, which I still don't, I don't think we're done with those yet either. Um, it, it, it's gearing up to, to look like they're going to, they're going to sell whether that is to Disney, whether it's to NBC universal, uh, Fox, whoever it may be. Um, I think it's coming and part of, part of me wants to think that it's a good, a good thing. Part of me wants to think it's a bad thing. I actually, a friend of mine today messaged me on my way to work and we talked about it for a little bit. And like, we, we kind of did like a pros and cons list of like what, what would be a good thing? What would be a bad thing? And I mean, I mean, once we're talking about money that the three of us combined would probably never even dream about having that, you know, I've, I've heard that the, there is an offer on the table already that's sitting at like $5 billion. Um, that that's ridiculous amounts of money to me. Um, but who knows? I mean, maybe Maybe they just don't see anything in these guys. Maybe, I, I don't know, maybe there's no sell. But but I see smoke, and, you know, usually when there's smoke, there's fire, so. Yeah, so I, th I think that there definitely is something in the air. Um, this, you know, this this happens now. We, we we hear it now. It's 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 kind of it's kind of hard to think, you know. When will there be another time when WWE can say, "This is, uh, you know, th th this is how much money we're making right now, and and we're, we're probably not gonna make as much ever again," right? You know, you look at the, the scope of the, how TV it does, right? Um, even with a pandemic and the live shows, we continue to see uh, either Raw and SmackDown remain steady, slightly decrease, uh, increase every little once in a while, but for the most part, never just stay steady. And you would think, okay, are you going to get another <coughs> five billion deal for you know for five years on on your two TV brands in the future? As cable companies continue to see, um, you know, viewers cut the cord, will we see that in the future? So we don't know. Uh, that's not something that, that could possibly could happen in the future. Possibly could, but, you know, right now, you know, the fact that Vincent, and I keep talking about that, was able to sell, um, you know, Raw and SmackDown for you know billions of dollars, and then uh, add another bill up to another billion for uh, the WWE Network rights. Um, it's just amazing at this point because everybody, every 
all the door sheets and all the people want to talk about is how the viewership continues to decrease, how the product is stale, but in the eyes of the advertisers, in the eyes of uh, you know people who look at, at, at a brand, you know there there's no such thing as, as pro wrestling, right? It's WWE that, you know, that that's, I think, what's been for the last 20, 30, 40 years, I think. Uh, when you think wrestling, you, you don't say, oh, you watch that wrestling stuff, right? They'll say, oh, you watch the WWE stuff. You know, it's kind of like, you know, Coke and Kleenex and those kind of things. Uh, so I don't know. I, I think that this is, that the time is right. Uh, but for those who are hoping in, in a sale that the McMahon's will go away, um, let, let me tell you, the, the, the McMahons, especially Vince, uh, being part of such a deal, uh, it, it will be critical because as big as really the brand is, uh, Vince is just as valuable to many people because no one knows how to write the WWE ship like Vince. I mean, Vince created it. He created what the WWE is, has been for the last... 40 plus years or 50 plus years, I can't count anymore. It was since the early 80s. And so here we go. Um, now, if you guys have to choose, like, you know, we've heard NBC Universal, we've heard Fox, we've heard um, Disney, and we've heard Amazon. If, you, if those were truly the four contenders, who is your pick? Who do you want to see by WWE? If you, if you have to choose and, and you got your way. Someone's excited. Yeah, he's excited about the sale of WWE. Um, I don't, I don't really know because I don't really know much about each of the companies. And I don't really know what their plans would be for WWE. I don't know if they would want to literally just own it and let it continue to run itself and not change anything about it, just let it run independently the way it always has, or if somebody would come in and, and put a, you know fire management and put in a bunch of new management and change a bunch of things and try to try to clean it up into their image. Um, you know, I don't know what these companies have in mind for it. I just know that they see it's generating a lot of income. And of course, you know, they would they would want to add that to their uh, to their income if they could, but I don't. I don't know which. One. I don't really have a favorite because I don't. I don't know. Have enough information. Um, Disney. Yeah. Um. I. I. I gotta say. Um. I'm gonna go with Amazon, uh, which is probably the long shot. But of, of the three that have, um, you know, uh, what do you call it, streaming services, I love the way that the uh, the operating of the the use the user friendliness of Amazon Prime Video. So, if we're talking putting in all that content, okay, we 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 hear how the transition's been. Uh, with Peacock because Peacock's 
you know, peacocks were a year and a half old or two, you know, less than two years old. Yeah, probably by a year, year, year and a half old. Um, they, they still have growing pains. Uh, but I love the infrastructure and the, and the way it's easy to just go through uh, Amazon Prime Video. Uh, I mean, I would hate that. I, that almost likely means my uh, my Amazon Prime subscription would go up, but at least you know, stay bundled up. Um, but it, it, it's just it's it's interesting. It's very interesting, and th- that we could say that in our generation, WWE was sold to another company. You know, it's no longer Vince's property, even though he'll probably stay around. In some way, shape, or form, but you know, we you know not only the cuts, but we've also seen uh, WWE continue to add, um, you know, except you know, big time executives into their board of directors as well, uh, which again, in in the business world, it matters, right? Because you know, you have a board, and who's in it will show uh, whether or not you're of importance or you matter. So. In this case, they're trying to show that they matter. And, yeah, WWE. Uh, anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation has never been truer than it is right now. That is for sure. Indeed. But all speculations until we see what happens, until we see actually something uh, going on, um, yeah, uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to to see, but uh, of course it sucks anytime somebody loses their job. Uh, but most, if not all, of these wrestlers will definitely have a place to call uh, some type of home uh, before all is over um, and done. Uh, where that does the term, of course. AEW and Impact are two uh, choices that everybody's always going to look to, but, you know, there's other options. There's the NWA. Uh, there is Japan. Uh, there are, you know, I think that even the, the Indies, you know, uh, could use uh, some of these names back in, in the fold. But we'll see. We'll see how some people will adjust. Now, it's not like Alistair Black can go back to... Uh, to the UK and go back to Progress because Progress is basically just a feeder system for NXT UK, um, but definitely a play. They, they will have a place somewhere. Um, so I'm excited to see what the future holds. Uh, now, Eric, uh, were you pleased to hear that uh, the artist formerly known as the Iconics uh, plan to to be together when uh, they finally uh, find a, a new place to call home in, in the world of wrestling. Of course. They are soulmates. They have to be together. Yeah. I, I thought that was good. I mean, I think I think we got, you know, pieces, bits and pieces here of what they could be as, as a team, uh, and I'll be happy to see what they can do together, um, you know, when they have full... More, more, or at least more control over what their characters can do, and yeah, and and what they do. Um, it, so uh, speaking of Impact Wrestling, um, uh, well, uh, he may have been forgotten, 
but uh, Impact remembered him. Uh, the artist formerly known as Steve Cutler, uh, now Steve McClin, uh, you know, uh, is on his way to Impact Wrestling. He he is, uh, you know, I, he is uh, in a relationship with Deanna Perrazzo and has been for some time. So I assume she may have helped kind of push for them to, to bring him in. Um, I mean, honestly, the guy never really did anything to impress me. All I really saw of him was part of the Forgotten Sons, and they were all easily forgotten. Um, so, you know, now could be a chance for him to truly break out and do things how he wants to. Um, Wasn't he the tag team before the Forgotten Sons? Probably. I mean, that was the gimmick is they all kind of had tag partners or something and were left behind. Yeah. I don't even remember where he was and who he was with. Did um, maybe I'm thinking? I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah. Was he was he in the tag team? Didn't he tag with Wesley Blake? Yeah, that, 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 that was, was the forgotten. forgotten sons. That was the that forgotten, was the forgotten sons. sons. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I feel like Blake I and somebody before that. Him, I Wesley can't. Blake, and Jackson Riker were the forgotten sons, and Riker's up with Elias now. And Blake is, you know, well, Blake was let go too, and Macklin was, and so, you know, they've all pretty much been forgotten. Um, you know, more power to him to try and break out and be his own star and be his own man. Um, yeah. We'll we'll see if it's success. You know, Impact's roster is does already kind of have a lot of people on it. You know, a lot of similar people as well. So I think you know he <coughs> needs it. You know, he can't go in there playing the Forgotten Son character because they have a lot of people like that. They have, you know, the 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 new Eric Young stable that's, that's pretty similar to that as far as, you know, militant, soft-spoken badasses. Um, you know, so I, I think he needs he definitely needs to do something big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, as, far, as far as the uh, MLW draft that continues... Uh, continued this week. Lee Moriarty uh, joining uh, the MLW roster. Um, of course, I think he's coming for. He came from the Midwest. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's done some work. He's worked with uh, uh, you know just uh, the what do you call it? Uh, in the names right now, uh, AJ Gray, Leo Rush. ACH Gresham, uh, he's worked. I think at the GCW, I believe. Not he's so worked, he's worked a lot of places recently. He's one of those yeah. guys who's who's definitely a star on the rise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, similar to Alex Kane, who they you know who they signed last week. You know, these guys star on the rise. So MLW stacking the roster. You know, they have long established veterans. Um, mm. You know, King Muertes now King Muertes announced that he signed a new multi-year deal with MLW, so he'll be there for several more years. And, you know, they're looking to bring in young up-and-comers on the rise as well. Um, they're trying to gear up for a big roster, and I think that they, you know, they have a, they've always kind of had a good eye for talent. So I think they have the ability to honestly, you know, 
push themselves to a to a number three type position, um, you know, with with building a new roster, new television deals, new you know the new season coming up is already generating a lot of buzz. So I think they they really have a chance to to solidify themselves as as the number three promotion in the country. Yeah, um, especially with with everybody kind of pooping on Ring of Honor, which I mean haven't really done much recently. And then I don't know. I still I still view Impact as number three anyway, but uh, it's very possible. It's very possible. Um, I guess we'll just have to see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you kind of look at, at all the names that have gone through MLW since its restart, um, you know, uh, as I said, I think a few weeks ago, to where they are now, the, the names are getting out of there. Uh, some, they, they may have helped establish a lot of them. Already established and on their way passing through. But yeah, I mean, you know, we we get to watch some matches from MLW, kind of get a feel of what they are, what they do, um, uh, and they put really fun wrestling matches out there. Uh, in some cases, matches that you you may think, oh, this is just like one of, but no, you can actually there's stories behind it, and there's things uh, that one can appreciate about it. Um, and you know, they sell out arenas. Um, and that's important. That's something that well, you can say, uh, you know, and they continue to have TVOs now. They they are going to be on Vice, um, you know, starting uh, in July. So uh, another great deal when you, you can be on TV and have those type of opportunities. So, yeah, uh, it's the major league of wrestling. And, you know, they, they, they do show a different aspect of it. Uh, and now they're bringing their own version of Lucha Underground, which I know excites no one more than it does Danny. Yes. Uh, to to be able to to see what what uh, the new temple would look like um, with uh, Duran, the former Dario Cueto in charge. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be entertaining and. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's the white rabbit still available. I mean, not not the actual white rabbit since he's already signed, but the rest of the of of his crew. Um, the rabbit tribe. You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, you can bring him back. You can get a new white rabbit. Okay, put Strowman in there. He, they were almost <laughs> the same size. Um, hmm. But yeah, uh, so much fun. Um, enjoyed it. Uh, let, let's look forward to see what happens. Uh, of course, they return on July the 10th at the 2300 <laughs> uh, Arena. I think that's what they call it, right? The uh, old yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. bingo home. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, big, big weekend. Uh, July is going to be a big week, a big month. Uh, you know, only 28 days away from today, from Thursday, um, where, you know, you know, you got MLW. Welcome fans back. You got Ring of Honor welcoming fans back. WWE welcoming fans back. Um, of course, uh, Impact AEW announced already... it too as well that they're going to bring they? fans back. Yeah. Oh, so um, when? I I'll have to double check, but I saw something in passing that fans will be coming back to the you know to Impact as well. Um, 
Let me look that up real quick. What are the fans doing in the impact zone? Yeah. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, Slammiversary. Slammiversary on July 17th at Skyway Studios in Nashville. Um, tickets are on sale tomorrow, and they say a limited number of fans will be able to attend Slammiversary. So mm. not yet a full crowd, but um, they're, you know, it, July is the month, apparently. I may yeah. go to that. And they're definitely they're advertising the heck out of that with uh with all the video packages kind of yeah. saying hey teasing you know, some names recently yeah. released people coming back yeah even yeah. new Japan people you know Naito and Okada and stuff were featured in that video package as well yeah it's like a whole big wink wink nudge nudge like mm-hmm. you know. yeah they gotta bring at least one person of consequence otherwise. They probably They're will. Just, I mean, last year's slam anniversary they did as well. You know, they brought in Cordona and Myers. Cordona Myers and EY. Um, you know, have all well, been players Cardona, in their Cardona, roster. Cardona, yeah, but Cordona came months later. Yeah, but he was remember brought, he, but the, he made a stop by uh he stopped. Yeah, he made by, a stop uh, to AEW first, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um well, you know, they they brought in a few people. You know, and and we'll see who else they bring. But they, they try to bring back a couple people and some that, you know, like Eric Young, who had been there and been a longtime staple with the company. You know, Impact's always had a a good relationship with talent looking to get bigger contracts. If their contract runs up and WWE offers them more money than in, Impact offers to pay them or can pay them, Impact holds no ill will towards them, lets them go, and then if if they have the opportunity to leave WWE, WWE releases them, their contract expires, Impact wel- welcomes them back with open arms. We've seen them do it to a, a number of talent. Um, and, you know, they're, that's why they're, they're teasing people that have already been with the company. They own footage that they can show legally even if this person isn't coming because it's their footage. They're not, they didn't have to film anything new. They just use old stock footage, um, you know, of all these people of Samoa Joe and Chelsea green and, um, you know, several others to tease who will come back. And last year's Slammiversary. Yeah. You know, the, the good brothers, uh, debuted last slam Slammiversary as well. Um, so, you know, people that have been major players in impact the last year, um, and, you know, of course, the Good Brothers do it, pulling double duty. They're on AEW more than they're on Impact now. Um, yeah. So, it's, you know, we'll, I, it, I assume they'll, they'll bring a handful of people. Um, who, that, who that is exactly, I, I'm really not sure. And anybody you guys are hoping? I mean, I hope Samoa Joe because with Impact's taping schedule, that would also give him freedom to do – independent dates as well because impacts not on the road they're not doing regular tapings every week something like a all elite is doing and all Elite, you know signs most of their talent to exclusive deals because they have national television they have a tape you know they have multiple tapings every week with dark and elevation and then of course dynamite and and rampage coming up soon um but since impact still doing block tapings there's several weeks where these people are are not having to report for to impact for work, so they can do things like conventions, they can do things like independent shows, um, and still get out there. So 
I would hope Samoa Joe hits impact because then I would still be able to see him on a smaller level against some of the bigger independent names and, you know, have the chance to meet him at a convention or something as well. Um, Joe and Chelsea, honestly. Maybe yeah, I mean, impact is the place that gave, gave Chelsea and Joe both their initial platforms. You know, that's where Chelsea really was able to sink in and build, you know, build a character over long term. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and yet again, Joe was, you know, dominant there for so long, part of the main event mafia, though he was not, you know, he was kind of the one non hall of fame member in the mafia. You know, all the other guys were, were pretty much WWE hall of famers, <laughs> um, except Joe. So he was kind of the, the, the TNA homegrown talent who was there. And Steiner um, somehow isn't in the Hall of Fame either. I yeah, well yeah, but I, for some not reason yet. I think not yet. Yeah, he's pretty much. I consider them a future. You know, it's just they probably think Scott's a little problematic for now, so they may wait a while till he's kind of starts getting older and senile and becomes lovable again because he's not an asshole. Um, and he's yeah. not going to go up and, and cuss and say a bunch of things on a you know with a live. They'll win. They'll win, and they'll they'll do the Steiners together. Yeah, they definitely do them as a team, um, you know. And yeah, maybe after Scott's dead, and then they can just do Rick and and Scott posthumously, you know. Um, since Every Rick time has never so- really been a problem, you know. Rick's yeah. always been kind of chill under the weather, you know. I mean, he's he's a member of the of the school board in Cobb County here or Cherokee County here in Georgia. He's a member of the school board, you know. He coach he helps coach, you know. He was coaching his son's. Uh, football team and stuff like he, you know, he's just suited into the life of a normal dad, you know, who, who used to beat the crap on people for 25 years and travel the world. Anytime somebody mentions main event mafia, the only thing I can think about is after the main event mafia broke up and Scott Steiner gets interviewed by whoever their backstage interviewer was at the time. And they were like, the main event mafia is dead. And he said, who says main event mafia is dead? I'm in my main event mafia, my, my main event mafia jacket. I'm in the main event mafia locker room. And he just like goes to town. And I just says I main know. event mafia way more times than you should in one single uh-huh. paragraph. Yeah. And I died because Scott Sider promos are the bees. Knees. Because he's literally insane. He has literally he's done literally enough drugs insane. and steroids to drive himself insane. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. I definitely do hope the Iconics go to Impact. I mean, you guys hear me talk crap about Impact, but Impact knows what to do with the women on the roster. Yes. Yeah. And AEW has shown that they can't even get their YouTube shows together. You know? I mean, I mean, they, they, they I, I, I just don't want it to be lost in the shuffle. Well, the, the oh, biggest where? problem with AEW is that they, their roster is so massive and they use so many unsigned people that they still kind of consider parts of their roster because they use them kind of regularly. Um, that it's just so easy to get lost in the shuffle. There's just so many holes and gaps for you to fall into and just be forgotten kind of, because there's, there's kind of, so many shows, there's so many, so many people coming and going. It's almost hard to keep track of who's there and who's not and who's hurt and who's not and who's being used in what storyline. If you're not in one of the major handful of storylines, usually surrounding the elite, um, we don't know where you are or what you're doing. 
it's kind of like NXT was doing pre-pandemic, right? So you have your NXT show that was happening on Wednesday nights, and you know you had like the one or two wrestlers that appear on every show, uh, and then random, you know, other wrestlers in the roster would just make an appearance every three or four every of the shows. Every two or three weeks, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the rest of the roster, and so so that's what's happening with Dynamite. And then the rest of the roster is working on the Florida Loop. Or, or or the house shows, which in, in this case for AEW, it's the Monday and Tuesday YouTube shows. Yeah. So it, it's just like okay, and now you're adding a, a third hour of uh, yeah, TV another hour TV, of television, TBS. Yeah. Yeah. What? But for for but you keep bringing more. What are you gonna do? Are you? Is it gonna resemble Dynamite or is it gonna resemble? The YouTube shows. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they they brought Mark Henry, and I guess we we'll, we can talk about that now. We'll talk about the show later, but they brought in Mark Henry as this big uh, surprise signing. Um, and again, uh, like the big show, he will be there as a commentator. He will be uh, do, providing analyst work on. Uh, on AEW Rampage, uh, he's also going to be a, I guess, a full time coach. Which so okay, so nobody's going to get their ass kicked. Apparently no, not, unless no. unless it's by by commentary slams. But but their wig split. Nobody's getting their yeah, wig split. No. Nobody no. getting their ass. I, I, unless he's swerving everybody, and then he'll you know attack. Yeah. No, but um, Scalabar on the booth or whoever beat him he up. does rampage with. Break his neck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Break his neck. Not, not sure. Now. Yeah, no. The Hall of Pain is retired. Well, so they bring in Henry to rampage, but, you know, and, and so, that would lead some people to believe that they're going to make rampage a big deal. Because they're bringing in, you know, somebody who probably cost a lot of money. I assume Mark Henry's probably not cheap to bring but, in. But they the, brought the, in the, the big show yeah, to a big fanfare and ultimately just put him as a commentator for the YouTube show. Which so I don't watch. It, yeah, which I don't watch. watch either. But it's kind of it's kind of misleading putting Henry there because they're trying to make it seem like it's a big deal, but yeah, it could just be more, you know, squash type matches with maybe one mat with, with your main event being between signed talent and everything else just being, you know, with uh, a regular kind of, you know, job type talent they use to put over their, their mid-level talent like the other YouTube shows are. So we don't know. It remains to be seen. And the first couple episodes also may be bigger than once it settles into its groove because they're trying to get people to watch. So they may put, you know, like Kenny Omega is going to defend the, you know, the, the championship on Rampage to get you to watch and get fans in the habit of of following this show at its day and time. And then they may pull back on it and, um, you know, resort to using it as as just kind of filler and um, just to kind of keep keep certain talent going and 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 on the roster and moving until they're ready to push them into bigger storylines. 
You mean like they did so with it, the first episode of Main Event where Sheamus defended the world title on it and CM Punk was on it? And then John Cena was on something else too, like that. Yeah. Yeah. They bring they bring you in to get you try to, to try to watch it and make a big deal about it. And then after a couple weeks, it just kind of floats into, you know, it's just wrestling. It's just a regular wrestling show, but not a lot of things of consequence happen there. Yeah. So that we'll have to see, um, you know, how it goes. But it is on, you know, on a big television network. It's a little bit later time than most wrestling shows are. Most, you know, follow the Raw storyline is starting at 8 or 9. This one starts right. at 10 o'clock instead. Um, 10 p.m. on Friday night. Uh, I yeah, believe seems like a weird-ish time, but it, it could work they, for them. Uh, you get to follow your tribal chief. They, they yeah, had, they you had can watch a, SmackDown and then just change the channel and catch another hour of wrestling. Yeah. So they, they had a taste for it this week, this past Friday, of course, because they're being preempted for the next three weeks due to the NBA playoffs because ratings fell. Yeah. Um, uh, Sports, bro. So, yeah, they, they, they got they got bumped. Uh, so, Eric, uh, if you can, please share with us, how did, it, uh, did AEW do on their first Friday night at 10 p.m.? And this is this was the go-home show for the uh, – for double or nothing. Um, hold on, let me get my popsicle out of my mouth. <laughs> Sorry, I need yeah, something pull the, to. Pull the, yeah, pull that. Pull the phallus out of your mouth, and uh, I've been having throat problems today, so uh, I it because might of the help phallus. Uh, in my mouth. Yeah, um, yeah, anyway, anyway, uh, five hundred twenty-five thousand viewers, um, and they only did a point two zero with the. 18 to 49 demographic. So probably didn't not even very the top good. 10. Yeah, not very and good at all. So so this was their the, the go-home show to the pay-per-view, one of their biggest pay-per-views of the year. Uh, they only had like four or five, so I guess they're all equally as big. Um, there you go, yeah. And it's, you know, I mean, they advertise it. They're like, hey, we're doing this. They put big matches on it. You know, they advertise big matches. Uh and it only did that. Um, yeah, a good show either. Now imagine what will happen when it's rampage, and it's not. I'm sorry, because because I think they've announced they're going to do some live shows, and some are going to be taped. But yeah. okay, let's be honest. You don't have, and this is to the everyday, you know, um, you know, wrestling observer subscriber, you know. Uh, that bought that, that owns every single PWG, um, you know DVD, uh, and uh, you know, you know na- names. Their, is gonna name their children's Young and Buck. Um, you know that Kenny, uh, and maybe they will for the first couple of weeks, but once it's settled, Kenny, Cody, the Box, and Muxley. Hey, working Friday nights at 10 p.m., brother. Well, it's probably not going to be a live event. I don't imagine they're going to do a live event um, that's really going to be one hour unless they do it all – unless they have that hour live and they tape Dynamite or they tape Dark and Elevation at the same show so fans get a full three hours of wrestling – 
and then only just have the last hour live. Um, you know, I assume it's going to be taped. So you could realistically have anybody there, but yeah, after, after it settles into a few weeks, I don't expect the main players to be there. Um, so here's a know. question that I can pose. How long before a brand split? For an AEW brand split? <laughs> I mean, like, you they're know, totally different your... than WWE, yo. Oh no, I know they're totally they are, different. But but you know we're 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 gonna have to do a brand split if we have six thousand people signed to our freaking company. I mean, they already do have a brand like... split. It's called Dynamite and Dark. It's called the same eight guys on Dynamite every week, and then the rest of the roster are on the other shows. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know. You get what almost six hours total on the YouTube ch- on Monday and Tuesday combined. You know that'll be more than than um, Dynamite and Rampage all together. But to um, to Danny's earlier point, uh, they use a lot of on-site talent on those YouTube shows. Um. Which I mean, it's great, and I appreciate it, right? I can, but at the same time, what favors are you doing to your roster? You, you know, you you have like Cassidy, okay, Orange Cassidy, uh, a fun character that many people get. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get He's the gimmick. Cool, I don't get. I don't. I don't get wrestling with your hands in your pocket and. Because he's too cool, cool to bro. he's too cool to care, man. He's too yeah, cool for he's school. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 not cool at all, so I really don't care either. Um, but yeah, um, but, but, I was going to throw in the face of people who don't want to be cool. Yeah, I, I wish he'd be back. Uh, and you know, you get you get these guys, and it's kind of you you do nothing with them. You know, he's you know under. You know, he's on their, what do you call it, on their YouTube shows. All of a sudden, they put him in a match, and now he's in the main event or the co-main event for the AEW championship. He could be um, that mafia. I mean, he did very well, and he did great. But storyline-wise, it just doesn't make sense. He lost. Why is he in the match? Because he's over, bro. But we're treating we're treating AEW like a sport, right? Again, yeah, you know when when and loss records are supposed to matter, and they have their ranking system, etc. Yeah, just like Britt Baker losing in a main event of Dynamite to Thunder Rosa. It was an unsanctioned match that didn't count towards the rankings. We talked about this last week. It still doesn't matter. I don't care if you lose. A baseball game in spring training, it doesn't count towards winning it in the in the in the regular season. That's essentially the same thing as an unsanctioned match. Yeah, or, or an, exhi- no, an exhibition game of any kind. Yeah, yeah. there's no there, there's no bearing one way or the other. She just she just happened to lose a match that doesn't matter. Doesn't have well, it, it matters, of course, but it doesn't have weight within the ranking system. Yeah, yeah. It, it matter. It ma- It matter in my heart. It matter in my heart. Um, well, but yeah. she's now your champion, so yeah. you can bring it so up put, with her. Put some respect on that DMD. There uh-huh. you go. Uh, well, let's go ahead and talk about it. Uh, let, let's let's go ahead and, and take a look at 
Uh, double or nothing. We spent more time on AEW tonight than I've spent time watching the show. No, that's not true. And it's been, you watch, no, you watch yeah, the no. paper. You watch the pay per view on Sunday. Yeah, we watch it all together. <laughs> that's true. So, so, so your joke yeah, falls flat, yeah. sir. Yeah, I, uh-huh. I poke hole. I call yeah. shenanigans on that poor attempt at humor, sir. Yeah. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying we're we're talking a lot about AEW tonight. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess the, the, it was the only big thing that happened last week. Yeah, yeah was the, mean, the biggest the, event uh, to happen was their setup, and then yeah, the show, and then um, then the movement too. Uh, yeah, you know, we're, the, the pay per view and the aftermath. Yeah, we're, we're gonna. Uh, a bunch of fun stuff happened on, on NXT, but I think we'll just say that for next week and kind of like, you know, just take, get, get, spend more time on NXT next week with uh, In Your House coming up soon. Um, but yeah, so here we go. Uh, it, it, exactly in the in the order in which aired. Uh, starting with your uh, pre-show match for the NWA World uh, Women's Championship, which, by the way, uh, NWA... Uh, we'll be having their pay per view. Uh, our shadows fall uh, when our shadows fall this, this uh, Sunday, and it will air on uh, pay per view, and uh, they, it'll be with limited amount of fans. So, people, hopefully, you got a ticket if you were trying to go. Um, but yeah, so Serena Deep uh, successfully uh, retains uh, her championship uh, against Rio. Fantastic match. It really was. Um, it had a fair amount of time. Serena Deeb took the role of aggressor as the heel um, in the match because she knows that because they structured it, you know, basically to play to the strengths of everyone. And, you know, they knew Riho was going to be cheered. Serena Deeb came out to cheers as well. But once the match started, you know, Riho's best at you know, because she's so undersized by everyone, she's best at fighting from underneath at, you know, having to come back and, and overcome a, a more dominant opponent. Um, so Deeb took the heel role and played it well. And, you know, it was it was a really good match. I, I really enjoyed it. It was one of the, it, to me, it was one of the better matches of the show. Yeah, I absolutely loved this match. Um, just, just the kickoff the kickoff show or whatever they call it uh, the buy-in that's what it's called there um, you go, yeah that lead-in made me think the double or nothing was actually going to be a pretty good show um because rio and uh serena deep set the bar so high um it was a great back and forth match they even had a little little bit of joshi in there with the strong styles and the and the goodness um which we're not done talking about by the end of the night um serena retaining and like you said she was playing more of the heel which i haven't seen serena play a heel since straight edge society so yeah she's pretty much been a, a baby face on on the independence and in yeah. nwa so i it was exciting to see her play heel again which was very very different from i'm sure what she's done in the past 10 years um and yeah, I mean, it was a great match. It was my second favorite match of the night. So, but like you said, it it set the bar very high for the rest of the night to follow. Um, if that's yeah. if this is the match you give away to everyone for free because it was available on YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, you didn't have to buy the pay per view to see that match. So if that's what they're giving away no. for free to entice people to try and purchase the show, you're gonna have to meet or exceed that level. Um, 
Yeah. Which I would or say for most, the show, who, most of the show did, really. And, and for the people who didn't, weren't paying attention, NWA could have capitalized and be like, hey, this is the great action you can see. This yeah. Oh, next yeah. Sunday on pay yeah. per view. Well, but and you know, but AEW wasn't going to put over NWA's pay per view. No. NWA's they're, they're, well, they'll put over anybody else's. Yeah. Paper, yeah. They'll, else's they'll, they'll let you put your belt on the line on their show in a mm-hmm. pre show match. You know, they did with Mox yeah. and Nagata open the show. Um, mm-hmm. You know, That's but they're not, not talking about they're not That's talking true. about Dominion coming back and, you know, and, and you can follow yeah. it on NewJapanWorld.com, et cetera. Mm-hmm. They didn't put any of that over. They didn't put, put any nope. of the Impact stuff over. They'll put other shows nope. over. The entire company has been putting over WWE since the inception. No, they're no. totally different, bro. They're no. totally different. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's more like with Italy, it's more like tributes, all right? There you go. Parody. Um so yeah, uh okay, I'll say uh I I do not like the Daily's Palace uh you know with the, you know on daylight hours the uh the sun was just bugging me. Yeah, for a you, while could, you could visibly tell it yeah. was it was having an effect on the on the, the people in ring as well. As you can see, yeah, yeah. especially in that opening match, both Rio and Serena were just dripping sweat. Um, mm-hmm. But you know they—they're uh, professionals. They trained for it, so they—they they definitely still still brought the thunder. Yeah, but I was like, no, kudos to the fans. No, the the fans were, as some will say, in fuego all night. Yeah, um, they were. They were know, hyped they, for everything. They had the uh, what do you call it? The, the they had like their little fan fest the previous night, the previous day. So they yeah. they had made a weekend out of it, um, and but yeah, it was. I mean, they were they were out there. They were loud. They were they were strong the whole night. So kudos to the fans who were there. Uh, you know, was it over almost four hours, just a little over four yeah, hours. They, yeah, and that doesn't include the pre-show. It was the yeah. full show was was pretty much right at four hours, which is exceptionally long for a televised wrestling show these days. You go to an indie show, it's 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 fairly commonplace. But mm-hmm. um, you know, WWE is wrapping up their stuff at, at two and a half to three hours. That's true. Most yeah. most indie shows give you a, a intermission or something. Um, mm-hmm. This show just kept on delivering, delivering, just kept on coming at you. Yeah. So so here we go. We we get uh, we get the. Sh- the main show, the show shows that we start out with uh, Adam Page, a hangman, Adam Page, uh, defeating uh, Brian Cage, who, who wanted to do this alone. He didn't want the rest of Team Taz uh, involved. Of course, they didn't listen. Uh, their coach was too busy doing commentary to keep uh, everybody together on the same page. Um, but, yeah. The machine cage looked like he had broken uh, Hangman Page apart a few times, but regardless of that and uh, you know the failed interruption, uh, Adam Page, uh, you know, finds a way to defeat Cage here uh, in the opening match, which uh, uh, was a pretty good match. And I was I was more into it than I expected because uh, while well, you know, you know, Brian Cage is is, is a big guy, and you know, uh, and it does well in the ring as does Page. 
I, I'm really mildly interested in, in, in those characters. They just, especially the the character of, of Hangman Pages. Well, well, I can see where people are big on him and and him as a future superstar. For me, he just doesn't do it. But the match, I've I've I enjoy more than I thought I was going to. They absolutely brought it. Um, you know, I Adam Page now I think has the best you know win loss record in in AEW in their men's division. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, win over Brian Cage on pay per view. I could see Hangman going against Kenny at the next pay per view event. You build it right. Their former tag partners, you know, Kenny's very different now than he was when he was with Paige. Um, you know, Paige kind kind of aligning himself with the Dark Order, but not nearly as closely as some of the others. Um, so I could see him him being in the main event, you know, in, in September when, when they go back to pay-per-view. Yeah, I, it, it, I, I like Adam Page. I, I felt that he should be one of the top stars of the company by now, but whatever. I don't get paid. It's a slow build. Maybe. Yeah. It's been pretty slow. Um, Cage cage kind of bores me when we're not clapping. I I like the Terminator clap. So um. (laughs) he's, he's an, he's a phenomenal athlete. Literally there's, yeah, he's hard to replicate. He's based, they, I think commentary made a joke. He's, if you take a creative player and turn all the levels up to 100, um, because he can high fly, he has just unbelievable power and agility and speed. You know, he's, he looks literally like you created him in a video game because he doesn't look like a real person. That's why they call him the machine, but he, he is fairly bland. You know, he's doing these incredible moves, but he has little to no personality with it. I just like Terminator clapping. The yeah, dun, dun, dun. yeah, dun, 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 dun. yeah. That's fun. Um, yeah, and other than that, uh, I've never really cared too much for Brian Cage, but it's just personal preference. Um, but the match was good. Um, definitely enjoyed it. Definitely can agree that I think that Page Omega would be pretty good, um, especially with. You know, the whole, you're my ex-tag team partner. We're the first ever AEW tag team champions. You've changed, man. No, you've changed. Yeah. And then fight to the death and then tag two years later. Yeah, um, tag together again, yeah. Yeah, BFFFFs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, good match. Alright, uh, next up, uh, the Young Bucks uh, defeat Eddie Kingston and John Moxley to retain the AEW World Tag Team Championship. Uh, Kingston and Moxley, I think, uh, got the, if not one of the biggest pops of the entire night, I would say with the biggest pop uh, of the entire night here. Uh, coming out, of, uh, as usually, but by the side of the uh, you know, side entrance, uh, the bleachers they had to walk around since uh, we were a little bit more crowded than usual here. Uh, but yeah, um, Kingston and Moxley put in their best effort, but you know, those super kicking young bucks, you know, damn uh, kids, they, they, they're you know, they're always gonna, they're always you know. 
gonna find a way to just you know super, super kick you to death in uh well now uh, now you know. they're also you know kind of more of a heel alignment so they're willing to cheat in their matches to win as well yeah so if they can't uh, super kick you to death they'll uh hook or crook you and uh yeah here they they, they, they retained uh which I'm sure made uh, Melser a very happy uh, dirt sheet rider the next morning. Unless he stayed up all night long. He probably I mean. stayed up all night geeked from the show, yeah. Um, to me, this was one of the more forgettable matches of the show. It was exciting while it lasted. I enjoyed it. Um, but... It didn't really have the qualities that just that kept me feel you know talking about it and thinking about it and wanting to watch it again and wondering where the characters go from here kind of thing. Um, so it was a good match. I would say good, but not great. It was okay. Um, you know, I'm I'm not a I'm not a Bucks fan by the any stretch of the imagination. So. Already didn't care too much for this match. Um, as much as I love Eddie and as much as I love Moxley, uh, I, I just I just don't care about the Bucks. And I mean, the match was good for what it was, I guess. Um, but I, I could have done without this match. I can do without the Young Bucks for the rest of my life, honestly. But but then who's who's gonna keep up with the super kick? Uh, I mean, the Usos do it better anyway, so. But they don't have a super kick counter. Talk to WWE graphics. I'm sure that they can put one up for us. And, you know, I mean. And the the Usos actually have charisma. They're not going to get seven stars in Japan, though. Good. They don't need seven stars in Japan. Um, All right. Next up. Uh, the Casino Battle Royale for a future AEW World Championship. Uh, boy, were we all wrong here. Uh, yeah. Your, your, uh, your, your contestants in, uh, in, in the order, of course, representing the clubs, Kristen Cage, Matt Seidel, Powerhouse Hobbs, Dustin Rhodes, Max Caster, uh, and the Diamonds, Isaiah Cassidy, Matt Hardy, Tan, Nick Camaroto, and Serpentico, uh, in, representing the Hearts, Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, the Hearts. Yeah, there you go. Representing them, yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Griff Garrison, Cole Cabana, Anthony Bowens, and Penta El Cerro Miedo, uh, representing the Spades, uh, Jungle Boy, Mark Quinn, Iron Solo, Evil Uno, and Lee Johnson, and the Joker, who we learned it was the TVA or TVD, no TBA. Uh, it's uh, Leo Rush, who apparently was in, uh, on a handshake agreement with AEW, made his appearance here, uh, and has since announced that he has signed with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Good for him. Get that exposure in America on pay per view as the big hidden guy. And then go where you're gonna, where you know you won't be lost in the shuffle. Because in AEW, mm-hmm. he very well will be lost in the shuffle. He's a fantastic wrestler. He's fast. He high flies. He knows how to grapple. 
and all these things, but there's just so many guys who have who are similar in AEW. Um, it's just very easy for him to literally just be on dark every week and yeah. wrestling enhancement talent and six minute squash matches. Yeah. Good for Leo. Uh, he's I much can't wait to Japan see him world. in New Japan. In the best yeah. best of Super Juniors coming up, I know he's going to kill it. Um, I'm very excited for him to be with New Japan. Actually, is he going to start yeah. chanting Lashley? No, no. That's Only if Lashley goes to New Japan Pro Wrestling, if uh, he, WWE and New Japan made their you know talent exchange. He apparently did have that heart a heart to heart with Mark Henry, as they kind of had a. Uh, a war of words oh, yeah. going on as he talked about, you know, bad experience with Mark or Mark was critical of him or something. Or Mark was critical <sighs> of, him, of Leo being a little outspoken. And they kind of had this this war of words and there was some bad blood there. But he claims that they had a professional heart-to-heart talk, talked things out, hand shook and left as gentlemen. So, um... Nobody shit you know, in that, his bag? No, apparently not. Not in this show. No. Wrong decade to be doing that kind of stuff. What kind of company um, is this if we're not shitting in bags? I know. We're not ribbing each other in the showers or uh, or any of that it's stuff. It's the PG era. There you go. The cancel culture era, brother. Yeah. You don't want to get canceled, do you? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... The, all, of our, all of our picks got destroyed. Yep. No, uh, Eric, mine was in Eric, the finals. Eric picked Christian you Cage. Still didn't win. Still didn't win. Yeah, he it, made it to the last. Destroyed. He made it to the final two, and then he lost. Uh, Penta did not last nearly as long in that match as as I thought he would, and that was Patrick's pick. I was just yeah. kind of being snarky and picked TBA, and Leo was not in that match nearly as long as I thought he was going to be either. Once I saw it was Leo Rush. Um, yeah. Your eventual winner, Jungle Boy. Huge Ooh. ovation when he did win. He wins a future Love title him, uh, shot in two weeks um, yep. against on Kenny Dynamite. on Dynamite. Yeah, that's 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 was his what he wins with his victory. Um, a huge ovation when he came out. Yeah. Huge ovation when he won. The people love singing along to his music. You know, he's he's a homegrown AEW talent. You know, he's somebody who kind of really no one knew about before he hit on national TV and the fans have really taken to him. The song definitely helps. And, and he, he's um, also dealing with case son. So that's, that's so that's, I don't think most deal. wrestling fans give a shit about that. Honestly, yeah. listen, listen, um, listen. Um, that is. they're mostly uh, the, the too chick, young to know who the, that the is. Chicks know. Okay. The chicks know who Dylan McKay is. All right. The four, the 40 uh, year old chicks do, and they're not watching wrestling. Yeah. Their kids are, Oh, but they're not. Um, look, please. I saw somebody joke that um, they should just play Jungle Boy the entire time he's in the ring, kind of like like New Jack with Natural Born Killers. As soon as he enters, play the song and just let it play till he leaves. I would be fine with that. That sounds like a lot of fun, honestly. Yeah, Yeah. I could be here for that, actually. I actually added that song to my Spotify playlist. There you Uh, go. After Sunday, because it is actually kind of fun to see it is with. so it's it's a fun silly song. It's very catchy. Um, it's been stuck in my head since Sunday, and I would really appreciate it if it would leave. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I think uh, don't watch don't, don't don't watch that in my two weeks. Yeah, um, I won't. Don't worry. 
you know, s- several people looked really good. Of course, Christian looked great. Hobbs looked really good as well. Um, yeah. Most of the people were kind of in and out pretty quick. It didn't really, it didn't really have a lot of time till it came yeah. down to a handful of people. Yes, yeah. Sa- Sa- um, didn't trip this time. That yeah, good. good for him. Max Caster even ragged on him about it. But, um, <laughs> Max Caster was my favorite part of the battle royal, and he didn't last very long in that match either. Um, yeah. He should be world champion. She said, uh, "Strap that guy, strap a rocket to his back, and take him to the moon." To the moon. I'm back. Wrong gimmick. Yeah, wrong gimmick, brother. That's gimmick infringement. Yeah. He's he's so 2004 John Cena, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, so this battle royal was with, with He's not a doctor of economics. He just he's working on his master's right now. <laughs> he's not working on his master's. He's working on his associate's degree. There you go, yeah. Oh, holy shit. At the community college. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's going to Jacksonville Community College or whatever community college they For have thugano- over there. Thugonomics, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your major? Uh, thugonomics. <laughs> thugonomics, yo. I hear word life yeah. isn't basic no, no. thugonomics. <laughs> no, no. So what's your major? Can't My major. soldier. Chicken, chicken, chicken. Chicken, chicken, thugonomics, thugonomics, yo. So never give up. I'm fixing to be a chain gang soldier. Mm-hmm. I hustle... I have also loyalty and respect. Yep, What'd I'm learning got? those three things. Yep. Yeah. First class is hustle is is loyalty 101. Yeah. Who needs homework and study of books? Uh, but yeah. Well, I just uh, anyway. MacBook. Somebody did. That was me. There's no MacBooks here. I mean, Magic I have moves. a. I I have a MacBook Pro, but. My been plugged in. Noob. Um. Anyways, okay. Yeah, Caster, work on your work on your raps there. Don't um, work on your raps, Caster. They're he, fantastic. Listen, a he plus. could have done a little bit better with go with with Dustin. Okay, uh, you know, yo, just saying. I'm yo, sorry. Yo, you're yo, ugly. Yo, it just yo, was yo, not. yo. Look no, at me. Look was... at me. Look at me, yeah. so I can diss you in two in two sentences. So okay. yeah, I thought okay. he popped me the hardest it, in the entire night. This is, it's okay. This is Max this is Gatt's what we champion. This is what we this is what we need writers apparently. Okay, you can't let everybody write their own stuff. Okay? Yeah. More first, I guarantee you the first one was funny, but he just didn't go anywhere after that. He's got more charisma um, than Kenny Omega. Yeah, it's not. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Uh, unless you're uh, Anthony Ogogo, uh, because yeah, they, he he started as bad as he finished when he, uh, you know, he lost in the next match uh, to the American Dream, Cody Rhodes. Um, I I don't understand what was American Dream about it. It was Cody his in outfit, just bro. USA garb with yeah, his. What else would you expect? With with his nightmare brand, yeah. I expected polka dots, bro. No, he's the American Dream, dressed like the Patriot, not not the dancing boogie woogie man. Okay, you're doing it for America, not Dusty. You you know you know you you took those two punches. And uh, 
you know, sold them moderately, but these are punches that dropped somebody, you know, dropped other people. They had to end the match because the guys, you know, lost their wind and broke ribs, whatever. And you just kind of took <laughs> it like, oh, that sucks. Okay, okay, okay. And then you still dropped him on his head with a vertebraker. I think a day or two previous to this, Ogogo stops by Stone Mountain, Georgia, and craps on uh, the, the, the the racist uh, oh. tribute to the Confederates. As he should. Um, Good for him. As, as and, one should, yeah. That's not, right? not really and bashing America not with heel. that. No, no. I mean, he's not, no he's they're technically traitors of our nation. They're traitors yes, of our I nation. Yes, I agree. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting to the point. So he does this a few days previously and becomes the biggest baby face on the Twitter machine. Uh, so at this point, he comes here and it feels more like, you know, Ogogo is trying to represent, uh, you know, what's a modern era in America. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and Cody's like, no, I'm, I'm back to the American dream. I'll, I'm everything America represents. I'm like, Come on, you know, it's just it, it kind of didn't work out the way I think it meant to. Uh, I well, it's also two thousand. It's also two thousand twenty-one. American patriotism wasn't what it was thirty years ago when you could do this America versus Russia crap, and it would sell. Yeah. It's America versus England, okay? Like we, England's a strong, been a strong ally for well over a hundred years, okay? Yeah, yeah. friends we're with no, these we, guys. Yeah, we're we're friends with them. We trade, you know, and all this stuff. It's not like they're a a, a sworn enemy of our nation who we're at war with. Mm-hmm. Um, he yeah. just happens we're to be from the country, like and Lex yeah, the British he just he just happens to be from another country. He likes his country better than America. Which can you blame fine. him? That's an opinion. I mean, he can have I his like opinions. my country better than America. So. He can like have his opinions. That doesn't America. make him a bad guy. He punches no. people. And puts them yeah. down. That doesn't make him a and bad guy. And he's not guy. a racist. Uh, that one yeah. kind of makes him a bad guy. Punching people and knocking them out kind of makes him a bad people. I mean, not really. Yeah, I mean, if I he... mean, he's just it's it's all legal within a wrestling contest. There we. It's okay. not like he's cheating he's or hitting him with a chair or something. He's doing a perfectly legal move, and he just does hey. it so well that it drops people. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Well, he doesn't uh, have to no, try he... very hard because he just throws a punch to the stomach. Well, it's funny. It's not, the not punch only that kills the killed Houdini. Okay. Not, not only not only does Ogogo make this you know tweet that makes him a fan favorite all of a sudden, then he he's wrestling injured, which makes him more of like the underdog. Yeah, everybody's else. rooting for him because um, they know his heart and his will to yeah. compete are there. And Cody comes in looking like a jackass basically after his jackassy promo. Um, you know, he still gets the ovation. He's still a popular wrestler. Hey, that promo the, was uh, tested in front of a, a focus group, and, sir. Yeah, yeah, and and they definitely no. approved of it. So he doesn't that, know that, who that, all well, you who know, that, like it. He says the people who don't like it must be WWE stands. Um, the, 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 re- the requirements to be in an AEW focus group is you have to be a wrestling observer subscriber. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, you know, for for more than three years. Yeah. Yeah, you you must you must have watched and memorized all the, uh, the Battle uh, of LA shows. Yeah, yeah. So there, there, it's, it's, a, it's a big criteria. The match was decent. 
It wasn't a bad mm. match. It was just the story oh, right. surrounding yeah. the match that was supposed to make it really you good. You talked about the match. Didn't really yeah, make it good. It. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm it, glad that you thought the match wasn't bad. I thought it was pretty doo-doo. I, I, well, that's because you, know, that's you have such a hatred for Cody. You won't like anything yeah, he does. True. That's not true. Yeah. I, I like that, some that of Cody's really matches from AEW. Okay. I just can't remember them off the top of my head. But, I mean, that match, it, I just, it didn't flow to me. I didn't like it. Um, well, Agogo was supposed to be literally the one punch man. And he punches Cody right off the bat. And then the match carries on for the 12 minutes. Yeah, um, and then he punched him again, and it still kept going. Later on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it had a weird flow to it. There was some good stuff about it. It, You know, it's yet again, it's it's fairly forgettable, and the biggest thing that makes it forgettable is because of the shit story. They tried to make it some big, you know, courageous, you know, 1980s bullcrap, you know, Hogan fighting the Iron Sheet kind of stuff, but nobody cares. Nobody cares about it that much. It's Cody, and they're going to cheer for Cody whether they like Cody or not. And they don't really know much about the new guy. But I felt he showed very well. He showed his athleticism and stuff, what he can do to show that he could be, you know, a big player in the company if they let him. Um, you know, because honestly, it was his longest match, longer than his other matches combined. Yeah. But um, I like waking just... up before you a go-go. So. Yeah, that's good. That's good, yeah. Um. And we will continue to wake you up, sir. Um, but it, it mostly the story fell flat. Yep. And they tried to they tried to structure the match around the same story. That was shitty. So the match suffered, but it wasn't a bad match per se. It just yet again it was it was fairly forgettable. I see we have uh, the lovely Mika Villas joining in on the call line. Returned from her assignment uh, at Parts Unknown. I'm just calling in because you guys are dogging Cody. And first of all, Cody was dressed like Homelander. Homelander yeah. can shoot laser beams out of his freaking eyeballs. So y'all and he's an Cody evil guy. He's not a hero, though. If you've watched, if you watched, the, if you've watched the boys to know who, that the Homelander costume is there, you know that Homelander is essentially the villain of the show. He's not I a good it. guy. I get it. Wait, wait, wait. Dalton Castle's fan people have have a TV show? I mean, it's not really those boys, but these boys have lots of fans. Those too. boys are going to be I on mean, Dynamite, actually. Oh. Yeah. Brandon yeah. and Brent but, Tate. I mean, the Tate brothers. Yeah, they are. But, like, Cody, it, it's weird. I, I, I get that people hate him, and I think that he gets that the people hate him, and he's doing everything to be a good guy, but a bad guy at the same time, because it's making people talk i really hope and think that is his plan and if it's not then he should probably switch it to be his plan because it's working beautifully if he thought he was just face face i gotta go back to the drawing board there son son of a plumber or grandson of a plumber or whatever the hell they announced no he was the grandson of a common man no grandson of a plumber son of the common oh that's what it was okay yeah so so yeah i'm just But isn't a plumber a common man? I don't know. Whatever. I'm the grandson of a farmer, but nobody really gives a shit. You know, like (laughs) we we don't we don't don't make the rules here. Yeah. You know. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. But yeah. Um. 
Where were we? We we do got to get through this show. <laughs> the grandson of the farmer, um, but nobody gives it. Yeah, shit. my Myron defeated Lance Archer uh, in less than ten minutes to retain Boss the fight. TNT Championship. Um, Boss fight. Yeah, that that was a fun fight. Just beat the crap out of each other. Enjoyed it. Yeah. Both, um, both guys looked really good, and all yeah. yeah. Miro comes out looking dom- dominant because you know yet again I mean, the same thing that I said going in. That I called it once he, you know, once he beat him, they're literally like, if he can do that to Lance Archer, the Murderhawk monster, who's gonna be able to stop him? You know, literally, like they took the words out of my mouth. They listened to the show last week and took the words right from my mouth. Um, yep. You know, he made him pass out. Did you get a check at least of the Camel Clutch? Hell no. Hell Damn no. him! It's Tell it's him. in the mail. On the line. It's in the mail. They can there they can go. afford it. We know they can afford it. Yeah. yeah. Apparently the paydays for the for the enhancement talents are pretty good. So, you know, it ain't like they're cheap cheap changing people. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, for sure. But it was a fun match. It was ten minutes of yeah, of just two powerful, you know, quote unquote unstoppable monsters beating the tar out of each other. Exactly what I wanted in that match. And it it did not overstay its welcome. It ended how I thought it would end. Um, you know, Lance did not tap out because he's an unstoppable monster, so he passes out from the pain of the move once Miro hits on this, this you know, this variation that's even more devastating than just the regular camel clutch. Um, what does he call it now? Because he doesn't call it the accolade, does he? Yeah, it's not the accolade. I, I didn't really catch what they were calling it. I don't know if they gave it a different name or just called it the camel clutch. I, I apparently missed that. I'm I'm on the Wikipedias. Yeah. Well, it's not going to tell you the names of moves anymore. Remember, they took that section away. Uh, then I'm going. I'm going to. Uh, you go somewhere. Somewhere over the rainbow. All right. Uh, yeah, fun match. Uh, next up, uh, for the AEW Women's World Championship, Britt Baker defeats Sheeta to become the new. Uh, queen of AEW. Baker was already essentially the face of the division. She was the one who got the most publicity and, you know, more storyline time. You know, you heard the ovation when she came out. She's, she's the heel going in, but the fans, fans love her so much. She got a bigger ovation at the entrance than Sheeta did. Um, a louder ovation at least. Mm. Fantastic match. Sheeta literally looked looked absolutely stunning coming out. She was like shining in her gear. You know, the biggest match of her AEW career. She held the championship for over a year throughout the pandemic. Defended it, you know, numerous times, more times than she's she defended that championship more times and held that belt for more days than any other champion in AEW's history. Mm-hmm. Um fantastic match. You know, there was some shenanigans in there, but Baker still won cleanly. And then Sheeta took to Twitter to show, like, the disappointment and the frustration of losing, which is something that I, to me, made made the story of the match even better because it's not something that's really addressed in wrestling. You know, what it means when you lose, not just the physical toll it takes on your body, but the emotional toll. You know, you get that a little bit in MMA when the guy gets beat and they go to raise his hand, he's crying. You know, you kind of hear that story a little bit. Um, when they talk to them, but they don't really address that in wrestling. They just quickly move on to the next segment. Um, so you got that a little bit extra. You know, after the match, they had already pa- panned onto the next segment 
But there was a brief time on camera where you could hear the crowd chanting, thank you, Sheeta, as she was leaving the arena after the match. Um, fantastic match. I watched it again today um, just to give it another closer look. Still really enjoyed it. They did a lot of fun stuff. They took some Joshi style. It had a little, a few parts that were a little clunky, but it was okay. It made sense within the moment. It did, you know, it didn't feel out of place, even though that not all of the transitions were super smooth. And to me, that's kind of Joshi style too. There's an element of realism in there. Not everything is. It looks choreographed. Um, Britt Baker has, you know, where she has been the dominant champion for a year. Britt Baker has made herself a star in that year and made herself a better competitor and a better performer in all facets of the game. And, uh, and now leads the division, you know, leading into the, the back into the fan area. Yeah. It was my match of the night. Um, and I expected it to be the match of the night going into it. Um, yes. Sheeta, we know how great Sheeta is. She's literally taken on all comers since winning that belt and has done a fantastic job um, defending that title and everything that was required of her as a champion. And, you know, I, I, I hate that she didn't get um, a good ovation. That kind of makes me sad a little bit. Uh, well, just as because the match went on, there was yeah. a dueling chance of yeah. Sheeta and Baker that sounded on par, and afterwards everybody cheered her. But yeah, she didn't get that big pop coming through the gate that Baker did. And I hate that because I feel like as much as she's given to the women's division or lack thereof in AEW over the last year, um, she she deserves that. She does. She deserved a quote unquote hero's welcome. Um, and and she didn't get it, to, <laughs> whatever. Um, but the match was fantastic. They did great. Uh, Britt Brit Baker has tenfold improved since her days on the Indies. Um, I, I don't know. I I'm excited to see where the women's division goes from here with Britt as champion. Um, but also at the same time, kind of worried because I, the women's division, like I've stated numerous times, has not been very good in AEW. Um, maybe this changes something somewhere somehow. Um, but yeah, I, I these two have chemistry, and I want to see them. Uh, I, I want to see him mix it up again, for sure. This just means she won't be stuck on the YouTube for a long time. That's what that means. Um, yeah, it was it was a great match. I thought it definitely told a, a great story. Uh, it did everything he needed to do. Position the belt over to Baker uh, and cry hard for this. All right, we we've only got so much time. Let's see if we can get to the next three matches. Under great Darby Allen and Papa Sting. Uh, defeat Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Uh, Sting, meaning business, he even took off his shirt for this one. Sting yeah. did a dive. Live crowd, he took off a shirt. He looked good. He did the big dive. He did a dozen stinger splashes. Uh, you know, he did all of his stuff. 
He looked great doing it. Darby did what he does and do a couple crazy dives. Um, It was a fun match, you know? Yep. It definitely was there more. It felt like it was there more to make Allen and Sting shine than it was to establish Scorpio Sky as a heel and showcase really what Ethan Page can do. Um, I think everybody was so excited to see, can Sting still go? Can he still carry, et cetera, that the heels kind of got lost in the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Have we are, has, has, has Ethan Page already lost his luster from uh, his debut where yeah. everybody popped? Did he ever have luster? I don't know. If, I don't yes. know if he's got, if he lost his luster, but he, I mean, he turned heel. He came into a, a big ovation and then he kind of turned against the fans, but. Did you not hear his pop when he debuted? No, I had him on mute. Mute. That's what I'm saying. He came out to a good ovation, but then he turned against the fans in the the last, you know. No, no. Patrick asked, did he ever have any luster? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because Patrick doesn't listen to pops and stuff. He turns it on mute all the time. Yeah, I don't don't pay attention to fans. Um, But feel free to, if you are a wrestling fan, subscribe to the Fans of Wrestling podcast in the FW Ready Network. All right, next time. If you don't listen to wrestling fans, why should wrestling fans listen to us? Because we're a wrestling fan podcast. That's right. Uh, Kenny Omega defeated Orange Cassidy and Pac to retain uh, the uh, AEW World Championship uh, in 27 minutes. I I think this, as much as I was not into the fact that this is a three-way, I was really looking forward to Kenny uh, versus Pac, uh, you know, I did not hate Cassidy being on this, even though it didn't make any sense to me. Um, I still wish it would be one-on-one. Um, but knowing that we still had uh, the stadium stampede match ahead, uh, I, I don't know if I was ready for two back-to-back matches that were going to be long. Um, so I definitely try to keep my composure here. And I just get through the match because I knew that I was going to be needing to pay a lot more attention to this compete match. But uh, a good uh, match overall, uh, of course, uh, Kenny Omega, because he is the cleaner, uh, continues to clean the heavyweight division, uh, and still champion. Your quadruple champ, or Kenny Four Belts. I thought it was an entertaining match. I thought all three guys definitely had their chance to shine. Um, you know, Cassidy looking really big at the end as he, you know, essentially took out, you know, both people multiple times, um, you know, had his big comebacks and Pac looked great as he always does. Um, you know, Kenny retaining makes sense. He, you know, it was a no disqualification match. So all the underhanded things he did were perfectly legal. You know, when he brought in all four belts and clocked Pac in the head with each one, that was still legal, but they still felt the need to bump the ref in order to let him do it. Don't understand. Mm. Could have just done it and the ref done nothing about it. it. It's just second nature, Um, man. Second nature. Yeah, yeah. Just a ref bump, yeah. Um, The match was fine. It did what it was supposed to. All three people still look great coming out of it. You know, no one really looks like they were crushed or defeated. You know, Orange Cassidy, you know, quote-unquote proves he can hang in the main event. Pac continues to prove that he belongs at the top of any division. And Kenny Omega continues to be dominant, you know, showing that 
you know, his cocky attitude and his willingness to do anything he needs to do to get a win. Yeah. He, he, he destroyed the puck, uh, the bastard. He squeezed the orange out of Cassidy. Now it's time to put down the moose. And that's his next target. Your main event. The jungle boy. Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. Is that after the 12th or before the 12th? I guess he's working both of them in that same weekend. Uh, he's going to the jungle, taking the boy down, then putting down the moose. All in a three-day span. All right. Um, next up uh, is your main event. Uh, and that was the inner circle defeating uh, the pinnacle. Of course, the first half of this match was taped. Uh, the second match, the, well, the, or at least two-thirds of the match, the latter end, uh, of course, was done live with Sammy Guevara picking up the win uh, for the inner circle. A lot of shenanigans, a lot of, uh, you know, good, fun stuff, uh, uh, including silly stuff in there. Yeah, in- including uh, uh, seeing uh, Urban Mayor there, uh assist the inner circle Chris Jericho was it Chris Jericho that he helped out uh, yeah mm-hmm. yeah through the uh, through give, the give, give, give him the, the football and the laptop um, yeah and it, it was it was a very uh, silly fun match um, I, I still enjoy I think the stadium stampede match from last year um, more than this one but nonetheless yeah it was a, it was a good match. Um, of course, the people over like Rover, and yeah, I think that the right team won. But you know, this this ties up the score; it doesn't settle anything. I thought things would have been settled the last time they fought together, but but I don't think this yeah. is the end. You think a double a double a bloody double cage match would be the end of a feud? Yeah. So then they put that they're going to break up if they if the you know the inner circle loses, they're going to break up. Etc. Pinnacle pretty much gets destroyed. Ultimately, all their members, you know, incapacitated. Yeah. Um, to come to the end of the match. Inner circle victorious. Fans go crazy. Sing Judas to end the show. Um, match had its fun moments, but it ultimately it was it was kind of silly. A lot of silly stuff yeah. backstage, and you know, Jericho chasing MJF throughout the throughout the offices, mm-hmm. and you know. Yeah, all that stuff. Um, it was fine. The fans ate it up. They loved every minute. You could hear their reactions. Absolutely. You know, and then when they got back into into the arena, the crowd was going ballistic. Yeah. So you know, I I think that the right match ended the show for sure. Based on they knew how fans would react, and then of course the yeah. big celebration with the inner. Circle. And yeah, we we got we got we got we got more fireworks than we did in the uh, explosive match between Moxley and Omega. Yeah, yeah, fireworks from mm-hmm. winning a match. Yeah. I enjoyed the match. I thought it was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a break from normal wrestling stuff, which is fine. It it was it was a lot more sports entertainment than AEW would probably like to admit. Yep. Um, a lot more cinematic-y, yeah. but, um, I definitely enjoyed it. I, it, I got my kicks out of it. Um, only thing that was missing was Trevor Lawrence. I think it would have been pretty fun to have him, uh, yeah. you know, I don't know, throw a football at MJF or something. I don't know. No, you, you, you know, or... you, you say, you say that for, for, for the NFL 
debut, you know. NFL was the first the, 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 the first pass to be done. Um, but yeah, so what grade are we giving this? I'm going with a B plus. Okay. I would say like a solid B to B plus ish. Um, and mostly hanging on uh, the women's matches, the opener, the TNT title match. Um, and you got to give it to the fans. The yeah. fans were crazy about this, and for for and, and they helped. Yeah, they helped bring the energy. Yeah, which which made it you know made it feel like a bigger deal because we're we're all we're all missing live crowd reactions to stuff. Yeah, and this was the first big opportunity. Yet, like you said, the fans were hot all night long. It was a long show with a whole lot of action. The fans did not tire out in the hot sun, even in Florida heat. Um, so, you know, give it up to them as well. Um, it was a good show. It was a fun watch and definitely enjoyed watching it with my buddies. Yeah. You know? That was fun too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets a B. All right. Solid B. All right, so now we got ten minutes, nine minutes. Let's see. We're doing. We're throwing an audible because uh, audibles have to be had when you only got ten minutes left and you were planning to watch a twenty-plus minute match. Uh, so we are going to watch, uh, you know, a match from Hell in a Cell two thousand and nine. If you have your Peacock, uh, not that cock, the Peacock TV uh, subscription, um, uh, you just Google Hell in a Cell. And look up season one, episode one, Hell in a Cell 2009, and go to 13 minutes, 30 seconds. Uh, catch up if you cannot. I'm sorry. Uh, again, this is uh, 13 minutes, 30 seconds, Hell in a Cell 2009. Uh, and we are going to watch a match between uh, CM Punk and um, the... Uh, Wait, who was this? And The Undertaker, uh, where uh, CM Punk was defending the uh, World Heavyweight Championship. Hopefully, uh, if you're not listening live, pause me. Pause. Look it up. Okay, now you've unpaused me. And we're going to play in five, four, three, two, one, play. To make me watch a match that CM Punk loses, you've got to be out of your freaking mind. I mean, we had to watch a match that was, you know, watchable. I mean, you got to watch the match first. You got to be here to watch the match. I'm not going to watch a match where CM Punk loses. You're out of your mind. Um, I'm kidding. I'm coming. My internet's being slow. All right. Here we go. I, oh yeah, I don't really even know how to turn. The saying he is the caption saying he is the only straight edge world champion in WWE history. So apparently, they just basically called all the previous champions a bunch of drunks and drug abusers, as they were. The bell rings, as I mean, they were. You know. Oh, I forgot. Jr. called this man. CM Punk. He's still had his long black hair. Was still world heavyweight champion. So, you know. <sighs> what a goat! Good, good thing that uh, that uh, that uh, Jr. didn't watch much ROH because otherwise he probably would have called CM Punk the ROH champion. He might have, yeah, it's very possible. He wasn't. Th- he still wasn't quite senile there. Yet. Oh, okay. He's now senile and he calls stuff the wrong names and doesn't know who anybody is. But 
then he was still on his game. He also doesn't give a shit now. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just there <laughs> for the paycheck at this point. Yeah, he's had a lot happen to him, so and he and he might not be uh, there for the paycheck much longer. His contract's coming up soon. Uncertain if if they're going to resign him or not. I hate the Undertaker. It's really just since he's retired that you find out that that he's now been more vocal than he ever was as the Undertaker because he he tried to protect the gimmick and all mm-hmm. this. And you really now find out kind of the POS that he really is. Um, and yeah, it definitely kind of makes me me like watching him less now than I did before. I knew he was kind of a a hillbilly POS. Yeah. It makes me happy that I stopped liking him after he beat Randy Orton in, at WrestleMania mm. uh, 21. Orton should have won that match. Imagine the wars. Yeah. Oh, no. It would have been a cool story for Orton oh. to end of the streak, but, uh, you know, but alas. Ha! Fantasy Fuck your old man knees. Yeah, I thought that uh, CM Punk was about to go to small people's court, little people's court. Yeah, he was. He, he just passed it. He just yeah. passed right by it. Hornswoggle's house. Yeah. Look at that majestic son of a bitch just Vince stomping McMahon's, all over. Uh, bastard son. Ah, CM Punk is so good. I love him so much. Uh, did you guys hear Punk talk about the latest WWE releases? Like how it's like a movie uh-huh. where you have all the action stars. Yeah, it's kind of kind of accurate. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean the man does the man the man has strong opinions, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're wrong. Yeah. Um, I, mean, you know, I mean if you speaks, go back and speaks fairly looked... openly, they've literally mm-hmm. shit and pissed out a lot of amazing talent they could have done amazing things with. Yep. And they just let him go for whatever reason. We don't understand it, we don't get it, we don't think the people will get it, whatever their reasoning is, budget cuts, etc. They've let a whole lot of great people go through their fingers. Mm-hmm. They could have made a whole lot of money with these now. Yep. If they sign Ryback, I'm going to have a problem. They're not going to sign Ryback. Uh, as, much, as much shit as Ryback has talked about a union, about you know heels supposedly making more than the faces because the faces get merch money, etc. You know, you can't have the good... A, a, you need a heel to build a face. He's speaking fair points, but WWE is not going to do any of these things. Yeah. And they're not going to... You know, they don't want somebody who's going to be outspoken. They want you to just fall in line and be a good, quiet little soldier. But and see, even not going to be that anymore. Even that is not accurate anymore because a lot of people buy heel merch now. Um, yeah, it, it's more so. Yeah, he's a heel. Yeah, you have a lot more heel fans. Yeah, a lot of people like the bad guys and stuff, but they still don't make nearly as much in merch money mm, as no. the top no. faces do because you have kids and family buying their stuff, not just. A minority buying their stuff. Roman. Nobody still? was buying Ryback gear, regardless, though. No. No. I mean, Roman. Roman's. Roman's still making bank off merch, and he's the top heel of the company. Yeah, but he was a face for so long. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of fans are still. Yeah, people like him that because he's got an attitude. Yeah. Yeah, he's still he's still a favorite. Speaking of guys with attitude, CM Punk is the goat. And I mean, even even like you were talking about, he 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 talks a lot of shit. I mean, 
you know, we all just thought he was doing a great promo in 2011 about, you know, he's just a cog on the wheel, but WWE will make money despite itself. But mm-hmm. e- everything he pretty much said has come true, except for Vince dying. Um, well, I mean, that's inevitable, but... Yeah. Whether or not his idiot daughter and goofy son-in-law take over, that's TBD. I like the trunks too. I miss the I miss the old star. I just miss Punk. Take they're fight they're fighting a lot on the outside in this match to open it up. Um, you know, a lot of brawling and diving on the outside from both guys. Yeah. They're now finally getting you back into the ring. If I remember correctly, this was the first of three Hell in the Cell matches on this night. Uh, probably. Yeah, because they probably did because this was the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. They probably did one for the WWE Championship and then probably had like one they did, non-title. They did DX like versus Legacy. Oh, goodness. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> Boom. Legacy. Boom. And, and old man D, old, old man PG DX, yeah. I think No, he was thinking Snake Eyes. Yeah. Was... I think this because Taker apparently didn't like CM Punk for some reason. Yeah, because um, Punk wasn't gonna fall in line. I mean, listen, as great well, as Punk he probably is, didn't give a yeah. shit about his old man uh, politics views either. Wrestling, wrestling yeah, and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he doesn't yeah. respect the uh, lo- locker room yeah. king. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a good old boy. Mm-hmm. That's what Undertaker likes, and that's what he wants. And you know, kick them old man knees. Fuck them knees. There you go. Put him in a oh, GD. Oh, no. Fuck that old man. Oh, what is this? What? Oh, no. It's not. Another kick to the There knee. you go. Fuck them old man knees. The finisher reversal sequence so early in the match. God, now I just want to go watch CM Punk matches. What What else makes that different than any other day for you, then? Nothing. Nothing at all. There you go. Exactly. I always want to watch CM Punk matches. Hey, look. There's a monitor under the ring. Yeah, for little people's courts. It's yeah. You know, when they take a break, they can look. They have a TV to watch entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, even even little people watch TV. Eric, come on. Yeah, they're just small. The TVs are just smaller. Yeah. That was the three count and blatant, blatant stupidity by Charles Robinson. Little Nate knows how to call it down the middle. Okay, calm down. You can tell CM Punk is straight edge because his teeth are so yellow, so he must not use toothpaste because it's a drug. I hate you. Fluoride's a drug, man. It's 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 gonna kill you. Will himself to live to get up to fight another day. The dead man pulling himself up by the ropes. Uh oh. Yep. You never go up on the Ropes in there. Oh, he launched him with that last ride. Yeah. That wasn't the slam down. He threw him out. Pulled like you landed. Ooh, look! Look how red that. Yeah, back bruised back. up back from from something. Probably hitting the ring apron earlier. He's got a big old spot on his bruised spot on his back that's already forming. It's okay, Taker. You you can win, and 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 you know. 
get your little get your little overness, but CM Punk no, coach. more than you ever did. It's gonna get closer. Oh, Jonathan Coachman, you bastard. Didn't he make a comeback to the movie for like a blink? Yeah, he came back and was like a back was doing backstage stuff or pre-show stuff or something, and then he went back to Fox. I think this is such a stupid move. Yeah, because it's an attack on the arm, but then he doesn't attack the arm for the rest of the match. The JR just say that a couple moves leading into that move, but then he never touches the arm again after he does the old JR said CM Punk is going to stay after school. Yeah, because he was going to old school. That's, yeah. yeah. Come on, JR. Was he doing the um, his uh, triangle choke at this point? Taker? Can't remember. Hell's Gate? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he had already done it because he he developed that pretty early on in the biker taker era. Um, well, no, not early because he had the he did the dragon sleeper for a little bit first, but he still developed that like while he was leaving biker taker and going back to dead man. So I think at this point he he had already established that move. Okay. But Undertaker's like a guy of of ten different finishers. You know, yeah. and I guess it plays well for the fans because then they think that he hits any move and it could potentially end the match. Right, Tombstone. Falls. Yeah, the Tombstone could end it. The Last Ride could end it. You know, Choke Slam could end it. Potentially, yeah. Boom. Okay, he capitalizes pin CM Punk. One, two, three, and that's yeah, all so she wrote. That Bullshit. match was a lot shorter than I, I thought it would have been. My goodness. Yeah, well, we, we expected him to kick out of the tombstone and keep fighting, but we were at a time limit here. So it's not meant to be. We had, we had to pick one that was short. Yeah. Trash. It, I could have picked uh, Big Show versus Bossman or whichever was the. Uh, just be, be grateful. Bossman versus Undertaker. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. The six-minute Hell in a Cell, yeah. Oh, I've never seen that. I've never seen. And his face is like red. Goodness, because he's blown up because he can't handle working with CM Punk. There you go. No, he just realized his underwear was sticking out this whole time, so he was fixing it up for the post-match pictures. Oh, gotcha. He was just embarrassed that his underpants were showing. Yeah, pretty much. That's why his face he did not realize the whole entire time that, that his that, that his uh, whitey tighties were stuck sticking out. Oh, oh. Trash. poor guy. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, CM Punk would go on to mediocrity for the next two years because Vince McMahon doesn't know how to do anything. Well, uh, let's, let's not forget uh, he for the title. He, he did. He did jump to the Rock. Come on, you know. Like I said, two years of mediocrity before becoming the longest reigning WWE champion in at that time, yes, uh, the modern era. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, because Vince McMahon doesn't know what to do with talent. It's okay. Look, Punk w- made lots of money. Okay, he did make a lot of money with so, Vince. Yeah, so where good. he didn't have to go anywhere else to try and wrestle. That's or... right. You know, try to open up his own restaurant to survive. He literally can, he's literally been able to just kind of relax and live the life he wants to go see a bunch of hockey games. 
Um, you know, got to see the Cubs win the World Series. Yeah, life has not been so bad for CM Punk. Yeah. He likes to think it's a lot worse than it has been. Yeah. Because he's kind of a fatalist. He's a, Yeah, he's a martyr for the murder people. But yeah, that's it for tonight. Uh, CM Punk versus uh, Undertaker. Hell in the Cell 2009. Uh, you know, Undertaker leaves. New champion. CM Punk, well, he just leaves the ring. Uh, and we live to, to live. We we uh, live to see another day, another time. Uh, so please join us next week as we watch another Hell in a Cell match uh, and talk about whatever else has happened in the world of professional wrestling. Follow us on Twitter at FOW Radio. Danny's on Twitter at Danny F and Danger. Mika's on Twitter at Mika Villas, uh, and Eric's on Twitter at. EJ423X. I'm on Twitter at um, um, at YellowmanPA. Uh, and yeah, subscribe to the podcast. And until next time, keep watching wrestling.